0: New York, New York, big city of dreams I'm coming, 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 coming straight out, out New York, New York, big city of dreams NYC What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show Here giving you that Nick's talk Just in the Nick of Time And it's time to celebrate A Knicks win because the Knicks beat the lonely one of Detroit Pistons 140 to 110, no Cade Cunningham, no Jaden Ivey. Kevin Knox did not have some revenge game. No, Alec Burks didn't play the hero and drop 18 points off the point. No, I know Stewart is pissed that he got dunked on, but you gotta hold this L, Stewart, because the Knicks came through on Randall's birthday and took care of business. Randall gave you 36 points, five assists, seven rebounds, only two or four from the free throw line and did his thing, coulda went for 50 if Tibbs left them in, but the Knicks took care of it as early. Grimes snapped out of his shooting slump, gave you 16.6 rebounds, two assists, two steals. Jalen Brunson gave you 16 points and five assists. In only 18 minutes of play, quickly is back, not injured, gave you 14 points and four assists. And RJ Barrett finishes with 16 points and three assists. And we are going to talk about it all, including the 31, Assist season high for these niggas. Gun shots for sharing the ball the second time in a row that they had 30 plus assists. All right, so you're gonna talk about it all. Before I talk about it all, you know what it is. I gotta introduce my guy. I call him the Latin assassin. All right, my guy, Mr. ESPN contributor, Mr. Death's been contributor, Mr. Posted and Tosted contributor, my man Lee. Escobedo, Nasty, nasty Escobedo.
1: What's up, Jay Ellis? What's up, Knits Nation? and a time show. Fritz, of course, the MVP. MVP. We had two wins today. My, my Knits won the night, and the US men's soccer team won, beating Iran, which made me very happy. Um, me and, and a lot of people on Twitter were celebrating that. So great back-to-back wins today. I'm feeling good. Wear my princess die shirt. Let's go. You know what I mean? Let's go. The real goat, the real queen. Let's
0: go. All right. We got you got your Princess Die shirt. I got my Hillman College shirt hey, on. Graduate from Hillman world, College. Baby, shout everybody. out to you guys who know. If you don't know, now you know. All right. <laughs> and also shout out to my, my guys at Hubu TV. Um, click if you go to HubuTV.com slash KOT. You can get MSG and watch the Knicks free for seven days. And then if you pay, you can get FUBU TV. Um, and other cable channels for you to watch and other sports channels as well. And if you do that, you help the KOT show out because we get a portion of that. So shout out to TV. All right, let's get to it. Julius Randall said, all I want for my birthday is about 30 shots from three. <laughs> <laughs> this is not exactly how the 2 Chainz song goes, but he made it his own. Um, came out of the game, he shot 24, 24 shots in three quarters. So he was gunning, was on the mission, and really couldn't be stopped. And these are the type of the games when you're watching Julius Randle, you start to really make man. He, he can really be dominant sometime. And you just wish he could just bottle this package it and bring it to every single game. But I don't know. What did you think about Julius Randle's game? Um, I already know you want to trade him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I st- I still do. Uh, It's funny, I was doing the recap tonight for post and toasting, which might have went live already. And uh, I had a hard time not writing about, like, I'm watching this game, and I can't can't help with anybody's trade value going up. (laughs) I mean, yeah, dude balled out. Hey, happy birthday, Julius Randle, 28 uh, 28 years old. Happy birthday, brother. Like, I'm glad he got to ball out and destroy the Detroit Pistons tonight on his birthday. But in the grand scope of things, what does it mean? You know, like what does a uh, win on a Tuesday night against one of the worst teams in the NBA, missing two of the three best players in the grand scheme of things, really mean?
0: It means we don't get embarrassed, and that's what we want. We don't want to be the laughing stock of. The-
1: and for the most part, we we've, we've been that this season. The bad teams we beat, like the teams we're supposed to beat, we've done that. It's right. the other mid teams. The teams are pretty good to good. They're great that we've gotten our uh, our butts kicked again. So yeah, I mean, we, we took care of business. I think we we tied Tibbs' um, scoring high since he's been coach uh, mm. at the 140 mark. So that's another you know great effort on the offensive rebounding. We got a lot of second-chance points tonight, a lot of offensive boards tonight. Uh, Mitch was dominant in the paint again. But yeah. you know, it's, I, I want to see this effort against the Bucks. I want to see this effort against the Grizzlies. We saw it in spurts, but those are the games that I'm really focused on right now as a barometer for our young core and their developmental growth come into this season.
0: Yeah, for me, this was like a game-to-watch habits for me. This is, this is what it was for me. Like, um, Well, for Julius Randle, you like to see him move the ball a little bit more, but I'm not going to really harp on that when you have it going because when you have it going, I kind of give you a little bit of leeway to to, to kind of go all Chuck Norris on us. So I, I kind of forgive him today for thy I even know some people didn't like that but I'm looking for other type of habits when you have it going. Are you playing defense, right? I seen Julius Reynolds actually playing pretty good defense today. Uh I'm looking at the supporting cast are they playing the correct way? Um I seen RJ Barrett actually play some pretty decent defense today. I saw RJ Barrett actually he I feel like for the most part he took the correct shots when he drove and draw two to him. He was able to kick it out for threes so I saw that type of stuff. I saw Mitchell Robinson seem like he's getting his wind under him and becoming dominant. So I'm looking for the, the good habits that, you know, that you want to build and you don't really fall off um, because it's a bad team, but you keep those, those habits um, throughout the game. And for the most part to me, there was only like two minor scares Um. One was when the second unit came in and it was kind of a little miscombobulated with where to rotate. I feel like we have to do a better job at communicating switches and where to rotate. And two, Marvin Bagley was going off from three and we had a hard time um, guarding a three-point shooting center in Mitch. And you know, that's one of those things where I, Mitch tried, you know, he tried, but some, but, it happens sometimes. And who, but Marley, what, four threes today? So yeah. I wasn't too worried because I'm like, for us to, for them to beat us, Marley, uh, Marvin Bagley's going to have to go for like nine threes. And then that wasn't going to happen. So I wasn't it really too down. worried about it. It
1: cooled down after the first quarter. It yeah. became a team effort. They, they, they locked him up. You know, Tibbs changed the game plan a little bit, made it more of a team steam. And, and Be- Bagley was cooled off by the second half. So, yeah, that wasn't a big of a worry
0: exactly exactly so I was just looking for those types of things and for me I saw Randall didn't sleep on the defensive end maybe because he was getting shots and he was motivated and it was his birthday so maybe that's what he was <laughs> but I, I, I liked what I saw from Randall um R.J. Barry though what do you think of R.J.'s game today I kind of touched on it already
1: I feel like the game might be slowing down a little bit for him this year even though he's struggling on his shooting splits I feel like it's it's a little bit easier for him to get 16 this season than it was like two seasons ago. You know, I feel like that he's, he knows a little bit right, within the flow of the offense, where to get his shots, when to shoot, when to deflect, when to pass off, when to find guys that are open. I think he's a little bit more in tune with that, but it's still like the fluidity of his shot, yeah. the consistency of the dropping is, is, is a struggle and it's a struggle as a team. It's really bad defensively in the, in terms of the Detroit Pistons. I right? Even when I look at Joy's Randle stats, you know, it, you have to take it to a degree of, of reality that he's playing as one of the worst teams in the NBA, yeah. missing key starters, a team that's struggling to find a defensive identity with a coach that's pretty good defensively. Like I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna bash you know the the approach of uh, of uh, the Detroit Pistons, but they don't have the personnel. Yeah, you they know, don't. To, to actually shut down opposing teams, even the Knits, who you know what they're going to do, you know they're going to b- b- take Brits from three and go try to go inside as much as possible. They're pretty easy to scheme against, considering all the isolation plays they run. But you know the Shores still had a problem uh, keeping up some scoring 140 nights. So I'm just taking all of this with a grain of salt. I'm happy for the win, but I'm not going to put too much into the stats except for Quentin Grimes, yes, who I thought really got out of his shooting slump and really played great basketball tonight night on both sides of the ball. He was probably the guy that I was most impressed, impressed with um, in that starting unit.
0: Absolutely. Looking at the stats, uh, plus minus, as great as Julius Reynolds uh, played with his 36 points, uh, Critton Grimes edges him out in plus minus, plus 37 on the night, even though Julius ran at plus 36. And it's because he is that two-way guy who... Really, his playmaking has taken a giant step forward. Set up Mitch for easy baskets. The defense is always going to be there, even though Bogdanovich gave him like a little bit of problems like early. But the thing that people were really worried about was the three-point shot, and I was never really worried about it. Like the guy shot 38 percent from three last season on like four attempts a game in limited minutes came out of college shooting eight threes a game and still shot 40% from off from three in college off of eight threes a game. I think some people have to start to realize that they don't factor in the the recovery time on top of being injured and then working yourself back into shape and then working yourself back into the team flow and the team concept. I think people don't realize that sometimes that thing takes time to get that shot back when you've been off for a long period of time the defense for him never left because that's you know you don't need to be in rhythm that much if you're a defender you wake up a defender you go to sleep with a defender but with the shot sometimes you have to uh get back into rhythm and hopefully this game gets him back into rhythm and it's some carryover tomorrow when we play a tough bucks team
1: well i think that's one of the reasons why i and you've agreed with me that I've argued for Quentin Grimes to be in that starting unit is he doesn't require as much attention and game planning and one-on-one basketball as Cam Reddish does. And I love Cam Reddish. I like Cam Reddish leading the point of attack with the second unit. I love running the offense through him with that bench mob. But for the first team, I think Grimes is a better seamless fit because he doesn't require very much. He has really high instincts and a very quick release. He catches, he doesn't overthink it, he shoots it. And if he misses a couple, he doesn't let himself get into a rut. But he also doesn't try to shoot himself out of that rut either and disrupt the flow of the offense. I think he actually plays pretty well alongside Brunson and Randall and Mitch. But he's a good fit on that starting unit. And we've really struggled to find that player. You know, going through the rotations of Reggie Bullock and Evan Fournier, someone who can get their own shot, someone who can hit a three and really play defense on that end of the court. And Grimes checks all those boxes, which makes me think that he's the best complimentary player to be the glue with that starting unit. And he showed it tonight.
0: And I agree. I was saying this since actually last season, obviously. And this is no hate to Cam because I'm actually, um, before the season started, I was shaky on Cam, right? Um... And I thought he had potential, but I I need to see him step up on the defensive end and show more effort on that side of the ball. And he definitely has. And Cam has won me over. I I want Cam to stay here, but uh, I feel like Grimes is a little bit more polished on the defensive end for me. And like you said, he fits more seamlessly in with the starters because he doesn't demand as many shots. Um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a matchup thing. I said this before. I think it's a matchup thing. When you have a wing guy who's a little bit taller or lankier, like when you play, when you play teams like the Celtics and we have to like match up with um, Jason Tatum, I think those are the times I want to see a little bit more cam. But um, for like games today, Oh, for, for other matchups with a little bit of quicker guards and quicker wings, I think Grimes is the best matchup. And he also um, has taken a big step with his passing, and I think he fits in seamlessly, like Lee said. And I've been saying this since last season. I mean, so it, 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 it's, it's good to see it come to fruition, for sure.
1: I so- wish I wish they both could start. I would love to have opportunity for RJ to get night to rest and start Cam next to Grimes and, and see what that looks like. You know, especially as a Pistons team that even if you don't have RJ, the expectation is you should still beat them, especially Absolutely. when they're missing Ivy and Kate Cunningham. But right? this would have, would have been an opportunity for, you know, most coaches who have a modern train of thought to be able to, to give RJ a day of rest, which RJ never gets a day of rest. Randall does, but RJ doesn't sit him and yeah. let Randall with, with Grimes in the starting lineup. Why not? You still have Randall and Brunson. You still have a chance to win. Let's see what Cam can do slotted to a guy who actually has a really pure three-point shot, open up the lanes for him to drive. I mean, I would love to have seen that, but then, you know, Tibbs be tipping.
0: Yeah, Tibbs be tipping sometime. And, you know, let me address somebody in the chat. Shout out to Greg. If Greg, I, if you watched us all season, you'll, you'll, you you'll know, we are not, we, we are definitely not a Cam hater. We are on Cam's side. But let me explain something to you about basketball and rhythm, right? When Cam first came To the Knicks, Knicks fans were on him because he wasn't shooting well. He was out of rhythm. He was going through the same thing that Grimes is going through these last four games, where he missed a ton of games. He was injured. He had to work his way back into rhythm. And then Cam started to make, eventually started to make his shots. So when you say Cam was doing this all season, Cam started off a little bit rough shooting, but his defense was keeping him in the game right, and and helped him beat Fournier out for minutes. The same thing now is happening with Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes on the defensive end is is making an impact, um, but the shooting is is, is taking a little bit longer to come around, and now it's starting to come around. So this is not a Cam hate. We appreciate Cam here. This is just, you know, fit, where you think you want to go, and you know, where we think this team should be going moving forward. So um, that's all I have to really say about it. That's the best that I can explain it to you. If you're gonna get it, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell if you, you don't get it, you don't get it after that explanation. <laughs> All right. All about sh- sh- shout out to the chat. Everybody's rocking the KOT show. Shout out to Pix for Timmy. Shout out to Samir Sariano. Shout out to, to, to Greg. Shout out to Dwayne Dennis and Samir and yeah, and, and Fritz and Jame, Jermaine, Jameem's XL. We got a file super chat. It says I'm happy for Julius. Dude just entered his physical prime just beating up kids like Isaiah Stewart time to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's mantra has affected the chat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm on the same wavelength, brother.
0: Yo, Lee, question though, Do you think... Because it seems like with Jalen Brunson's here, right? Julius Randle has taken a backseat at times. And he's passing the ball a little bit around. He's not isoing as much as usage rate down. So the biggest question mark for Julius going forward right now is really the defense. That's the biggest thing right now. Do you think if there was another coach here, he can motivate Julius to play? More consistently on the defensive end, no.
1: <laughs> Tom Thibodeau's reputation for the last 15, 16 years now has been on the defensive end. He's ridden that wave of being the lead assistant for Dr. Rivers on that '07 Celtics team that won the championship. Everyone remembers him on for for his defensive steams against the Lakers for winning that championship, and he's ridden that 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 assumption all the way to three head coaching jobs, which are. Chicago, Minnesota, and uh, New York now. So, if he can't inspire a guy like Randall, who said all the right things, that you know he wants a guy to challenge him, and he's up for the challenge, and you know he wants to be pushed by a head coach, and Tibbs is that guy. Uh, if he can't do it, who is a, a young coach who's only five to seven years older than, than than Randall? I don't see it. Tibbs has the experience. You know, he ha- he has a resume for some success, success in Chicago, being a great defensive coach. Uh, if he can't do it, I don't know who can.
0: What if he actually stits him?
1: I think seeing what we've seen from him as a material player in person, I think that would only piss him off more and would affect <laughs> him. Good I don't man. think he's the type of person that is challenged in that capacity. I would put Derrick Rose in that category or a Taj Gibson, you know, someone who's like has something a little bit different, more of a dog between the ears. I don't see Randall being that kind of player, and I think that would just go south really fast.
0: Right. All right, all right. I just want to pick your brain. Well, it's Lucifer in chat. Um, listen, chat. if you wanna call in, the phone lines are open. You already know what it is. The number is still the same. All you gotta do is dial that number at the bottom. And it flashes at the bottom of the screen, all right? 319-527-6241. That is 319-527-6241. This game is really, it's really simple. There's not that much to really get into. The only thing, is uh one thing I'll just say is, offensively, we've been, we've been so good. We've been scoring. We've been at one of the top teams that's scoring in the first half. It's really just been the defense, especially considering we've been hitting, we've been breaking like 120, 125, a few games in a row. We really need to, to show up the defensive end. and I think our best defensive days are to come with Grimes and Mitchell Robinson back in the lineup. Uh, so... I actually think things can start to get better on that side of the ball. I, I
1: want to say this, too, though. I, sometimes I re-watch these videos, and even the articles that I write, and I'm like, man, am I way too hard on Randall? I actually think Randall's like a pretty good dude. We're both from Dallas, Texas. You know, I, I consider him someone who's like from my hometown city, so I have love for him in that regard. Mm-hmm. Played right, right 20 minutes away from where I grew up, a little bit more north in Dallas, but it's just – this team with him as a centerpiece, as the definitive best player, it has a ceiling, and we've seen that ceiling. It, it was two years ago when he surpassed expectations, won MIP, third team all uh, All NBA, and an All Star berth. Right, that's that's the ceiling of a joyous Randall led team, and I thought like as long as we keep riding him, we're a hamster and on a, on a spinning wheel. Like we're just never going to break past that mid. Purgatory level of basketball that we've been playing for the last three years. We need to be able to either rebuild completely and get a real generational talent in the top tier of a draft, or trade him for a player that's better than him and provide more leadership and more accountability in the moments that matter four quarter crunch time playoffs. We haven't seen that from Joyce Randall. We've seen a beast against Detroit Pistons, but what about that first round series at Atlanta when Nate McMillan steamed John Collins single coverage and locked him down? Like right. that's it's it's that ceiling that worries me and i feel like as long as we're committed to him in that contract and we keep re-signing him we're never gonna burst through that because his game dictates him to be the primary offensive weapon within the, the starting lineup and Tib seems completely committed to empowering that as long as those two are connected on this team so that that's my input Why i to trade him i would love to mix it up and either go one direction like leon rosie's a commit are we rebuilding or are we really going for 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 it all in and right now we just seem stuck in the middle. We have one one foot in each, each camp, and it bothers me.
0: You you know what? Aside from Julius Randle, um, for those who've been watching for a long time, I've always said um, for us to be a championship team, we have to have. Well, first we're gonna have to have like multiple defenders, but on top of that, I don't think you can win a chip in the NBA. With uh, four people on, with less than four people on the floor who can shoot threes, um, okay. and I thought that for a long time. So when I so besides Julius Randle my hope really was that even RJ would you know be st- uh, steady defensively, start to go to the hole, and be at least a good standstill three-point shooter. Um, now that Jalen Brunson is here and he is the head of the snake to me, the, our most uh, consistent player, uh, like we said, we kind of have to start to think about building around Brunson. And since Brunson's skill set is going to the hole, um, it's like, man, maybe sh- should we put all three-pointers around Brunson? Kind of like that. So that's where my brain is starting to go right now. Outside well, of, you know, outside of just moving Randall, and and I'm hoping, my heart still hopes that RJ even starts to can hit that three and at least get to the get to the hole and finish consistently because I feel like that is a recipe for a championship team in the future. Look.
1: Well, JLS, let's combine today's conversation with yesterday's conversation or two days ago. Uh, about having a stretch five, let's consider that at some point, I think the front office to make a decision. Are we building around Randall or RJ? Even if it's a, the question is a second option. Let's say Brunson's our guy, you know, primarily we're thinking about drafting, trading, and signing guys to complement his skill set. But secondary is it an RJ or Randall. Let's say we make a choice and let's say we choose RJ. Right. Well, that now with your philosophy, you need four guys capable of hitting threes. RJ has shown that's not his strong suit. Right. He might be a slightly below average three-point shooter at best, in my opinion. I think that's the mean to to his four season NBA right now. That gives you Grimes as one. Right. Brunson as another. Whoever fills that four, it might be if it's Obi, Obi's a sniper. Obi's a third. Where's the fourth? It means you're center. Mitch has to be a guy who's able to knock down a, a three to allow RJ to be able to be in his best position to score, which is in the driving lanes. We're, and we cross our fingers and pray God and do a Hail Mary, he's able to finish around a bucket because he hasn't this season. But that's the hope, which means there has to be at least an awareness by the front office that the right if we did the right players and we made that commitment, because we're not there yet, we're still teetottering on which direction we're going. But at some point we don't have to make the decision on. Who's our starting center in terms of best complementing our two best players? And right now, I think it's okay to keep Mitch, but at some point we might need to start thinking about getting a stretch five depending on who we commit to and who we bring in in this year or two.
0: Well, Lee, to be honest with you, I feel like the Knicks are in line with that thinking, and which is why Isaiah Hartenstein is even in this building right now because Isaiah Hartenstein was – was shooting threes at a good clip last season. This season he's fall off a cliff. I think their real thinking was, was bring uh, a guy who kind of fits Tibbs philosophy, a guy who can block shots. Cause he was like last season, Well, he was like, one of the top shot blockers uh, at center. You know, now, you know, it was, it wasn't the big time minutes and he was off the bench, but that was the stats for him. Um And on top of that he was sitting three So I think they were thinking already in that direction Like we'll get a guy in here Who has that prototype And maybe we can kind of Buy low on him Bring him into the system And then see if he works out long term You know Good point Um, But I don't think he's worked out The way We thought or they thought So far I think they were trying to kind of um, make him shoot more threes than he's used to, and I think we started to see that in the beginning of the season. But it just it just hasn't translated. So I think they're there, Lee. I really I really do think they're there. This the hard experiment has just failed so far.
1: I agree, it has failed so far. I do think we should temper that with it's very early in the season, right? We're barely at, at the first quarter mark. I think I-Heart can turn around his three-point shot, but it's it's more than that. He also has to improve his rebounding. Because right now, of the three centers, he's the worst rebounder. In fact, of the five men to get major minutes in Tibbs' rotation, he's the worst rebounder of that five between the three centers, Randall and Obi. So the first thing that he's got to do in order to earn more minutes or equal minutes to Mitch – improve his rebounding especially on a defensive end because he just bots out and beat out on, in his positions time and time again no matter who he's matched up against yeah stretch vibes traditional bids you know force playing small it doesn't matter he gets beat out of position but also Tibbs needs to play him in better spots utilizing his facilitation and his complementary passing as a primary or secondary facilitator on offensive sets they're not using him in that capacity either there's more to unlock with Hartenstein, in my opinion, than Sims or Mitch, because he has all these different components to his game, but he just do not have the right coach. Like, Tibbs is no Ty Lue. To me, you, you, Ty Lue's the best coach there. You, like, that's my opinion. If we had a different coach, I think we could utilize it better.
0: You know what, Lee? Tibbs had Joakim Noah. Mm-hmm. And Joakim Noah was a center who can pass the rock from the center yep. position. Um But you know when King Noah started doing that? I I believe Jokey Noah started utilizing that skill when Derrick Rose was injured. And I think that's the same thing that happened to Hartenstein when Hartenstein was with the Clippers. I think the Clippers, you already know Kawhi Leonard is a a walking boot, you know. (laughs) Uh, Paul George, the same thing. I think when they when the Clippers was looking around and going, where's my playmaking coming from? They said, you know what, Hartenstein can do it, and they use him as like a last resort resort. But when you have Brunson here quickly here, you know, and other guys, it's gonna be it's, it's, it's gonna be weird saying, All right, we got Brunson, but let's get the Brunson the ball out of Brunson's hands and give it to Hartenstein for six plays in a row. Like I don't know if it's gonna I don't know if it's gonna happen. Uh, I think it's only gonna happen if it's by, by by default and if the point guard is can't make plays. Or you know what I mean? And I think that's how yeah. Tips has used them so far. When the point guard's not playing that's plays, favorite. you gotta try something else, we go to Hardenstein for like a two plays.
1: Joe Team Noah was also like one of the best defensive bids in the modern era. True of uh, all time. Two defensive player of the year, an elite rebounder, shot blocker. I mean, great great timing defensively, ability to switch on all five positions in in certain esteem. So I think that Tibbs had trust in him overall that allowed him to expand his role on the offensive side. I heart has not shown any of that, especially in rebounding and defense. The the dude's gotten bully balled all season so far. So like I said, in order for Tibbs to unlock the other areas of his game, I heart shows He's earn that by playing better defense and more attention to detail on rebounding, which really just about watching tape and working with the, with the coaching staff on better positioning uh, under the basket. So, you know, not, not leaking out. So, so hard when uh, a player, one of his teammates goes in for the drive, he tends to leak out and want to go in yeah. to the other side of the ball. And, you know, it's, he's got to stand his ground and really battle for the boards. Cause when that, when that second unit's in there, they're getting beat on an offensive rebounding. so
0: that's the real issue. I think, that I'm worried about, and I know it's an Achilles thing or a strength thing or a mixture of both. It just feels like you know what he's getting pushed off a spot a lot, and he can't. And all on top of that, this listen, uh, Dern is a man child. When Dern was in the game, he was manhandling that boy, right? So you yep. can't. I, I feel like he just gets overpowered a lot, which is why I feel like we, sometimes you're gonna have to match man child for man child and put Sims in there. But, you know, this is one of those politic moves where, you know, we brought Hartenstein here because we promised him a certain role. Sims, we have more time with him. So even though the eye test tells us Sims really deserves more time, like this is the the politics of the NBA, like even though he deserves it, it's going to be hard for him to really get it consistently.
1: Yeah, was, I feel there's also not a good lineup for IHeart yet either. But he doesn't match well with Obi because of the rebounding deficiencies. He doesn't seem to complement Randall's game either. But it's not really like a four or an or a small ball three, but can slot into the four that really complements IHeart's skill set yet. Where Sims and Mitch play well with almost every other big and forward that we have on the roster, IHeart still hasn't found that rotation yeah. that works well for his pros and cons. So you know, it might need a little roster reshuffling. Or to bring in a different guy or, or free up, you know, whether it be Randall or RJ in a trade midseason. Um, I hope one of those happens uh, to get him in better positions for his skill set.
0: Yeah, you might need like, a, like a, a shot blocking power forward or something to pair next to him. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We can shoot threes or something. Maybe. You do rebound. Something Maybe something like that would work. But as of now, he seems like he's he's hard to fit in our rotation. I don't know. Yep. Maybe. Huh?
1: I agree, and his his three balls going down would help too with that.
0: Oh, that would help help tremendously. That would (laughs) help tremendously. Well, Lee, you had me looking at the three. The you had me looking at the 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 uh, uh, NBA centers list who hits threes. You had me looking at that. Like, (laughs) is a conversation?
1: I mean, every team has won championship in really the last decade. There was one team that I mentioned that, that wasn't that didn't fit that profile. Now I can't remember who it was.
0: You know it's funny too. I felt like um I feel like teams could get away with not having one if the other four players can shoot threes at a good clip. Like that's the only yeah. way, that's the only way I can see um you can get away with it. And
1: Look, the Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs during the, the 2010s were the only team that didn't really have a center who shot a lot. Tim Duncan didn't shoot a whole lot of threes um when they played small with him, but they, they still played small. And he was operating oh. at the high post, is basically like the, the point guard, you know, setting up the offense. So,
0: so you got to play th- small. Th- th- so it's, it's kind of like yeah. the same concept. This is like you gotta yeah. have. If, if you don't have, this is kind of what I was saying yesterday. Like if you don't have this, this, well, well, this is actually more advanced than what I was saying. If you don't have that that uh, three point shooting big, you can maybe go for a power forward, play small. Uh, and then open up the lane that way. But the power forward has to be somewhat defensive for that yes. to work. But uh, that's that's the really alternative, and that's what the Golden Story Warriors did and how they made that work. With, uh, and if you don't know. play
1: traditional, you better have, like, sharp-shooting uh, players surrounding them, like the, the four out that Stan Van Gundy ran in Orlando with Dwight Howard. That was really the last time that you saw a traditional center. Oh, and in the Laker team, too. Like, they had shooters around him. Uh, they, they played small with Powell to a lot, but when they had buying out there, Ron Artest, Derrick Fisher, Kobe Bryant, like you had sharpshooters yeah. trying them and they don't have that. So that's my worry. I think about this Nits team and their deficiencies on the perimeter uh, on the forward spots. And I think about Mitch, I'm like, man, when is this going to actually work out in, uh, on a positive note in terms of the spacing?
0: Yeah, you know what this is for our team? It's like you said, it's scary to trade Mitch right now because our team is so bad defensively. It and he just cleans up a lot of it. I agree. So it's scary to think about trading Mitch when you have guys who, having guys blow by them all the day. It's a, it it yeah. just is what it is. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know, but good conversation, Lee. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> all the lines are open, but you guys are shy today. I think my, my regularism is like, I don't need to talk about this game. We'll, we'll be back for the Bucks? So. <laughs>
1: Where's my pops said, "Man, I need, I need my pops to call in. I know he's, he, I know he's somewhere sneaky in the chat." <laughs> dad, like, every single episode, I'm been telling him, "Man, you gotta call in. I'm ready to talk."
0: Yo, call in, yo, on, pops. You know what? I know, <laughs> I I know how to get to- pops talking. Let's do it. All right, pops. Next topic: Emmanuel. <laughs> <Pickling>.
1: <laughs> Most hated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you don't know by now, Lee's pops hates Emmanuel
1: quickly. Yes, he does.
0: But, come on, pops. You have to admit, quickly is turning it around. Come on. Came back from a knee injury. Sore knee. Uh, He's he's starting to get to the hole a little bit more. Granted, this this is is like a low-level team. But, In general, the playmaking and the steadiness has gone up tremendously over the last few weeks. The shot just hasn't been dropping. Now the shot's starting to drop. And you know what I – Lee, you know what I noticed, Lee? Emmanuel quickly looks like he's copy-pasting Jalen Brunson's game. Have you noticed that?
1: Not a bad thing. If you don't plagiarize, plagiarize Brunson. That that man knows what he's doing out there.
0: Yo, Jalen Brunson's pace is masterful. Mm-hmm. He, he's a guy who'll look one way, go slow, change direction. Boom, crossover, change direction, look away. Boom, dart to the basket. Um, IQ has copy-pasted things from both plays before. He's talk about how he was studying Damian Lillard and stealing parts of his game. Um. Before he and he was studying Trey Young. Sometimes when there was calling the fouls, the way he was calling it, the last I feel like week and a half, he has taken he his change of pace is completely different than what I've used to seeing IQ play. Like he's really doing the stop and go, and for a guy like him who's quick, um, and I think it's really starting to benefit him. And on top of that, he's starting to like throw his body, get that body control into people to draw those fouls. He's really done well, man. I'm liking what IQ's done for his game. And I hope that continues moving forward as well.
1: Yeah, he's slowing down. You know, I think he's slowing down his pace, not trying to overdo it. I think he was like trying to live up to the hype coming out of Kentucky that he was at a fast breakneck guard and you know he had the floater game and the pull the stopping a dying pull up three. And he's realizing that the NBA pace is much different. He's playing against a lot bigger players. He needs to set his find his spots and rely more on the pits uh that his his teammates are setting for him. And I like the defense my dad finally has admitted the last time we hung out that his defense has improved. There you go. He's playing smarter off ball when he's paired with Brunson. He likes the Brunson IQ pairing, which I think we all do. Uh that's actually I would love to see that as part of a starting unit uh, at some point. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a three-point shot. Once that three-point shot, shot starts dropping a consistent clip, you can say that about so many Knicks. Yeah, Brunson, RJ, Randall, Reddish. You know, there's a, a Grimes before a night. There's so many on the Knicks team that you wish were shooting at a more consistent clip from three. And IQ is one of them. Once he gets that, dude's going to be dead. I think his point per game would jump up to 15 or 16 per game once his three-point shot becomes dependable because he's beginning to get better at breaking down the defense, yeah. like you said, because of his ability to switch. But he's, he's kind of like Brunson where he's not the most athletic or fastest player, but he does have more control of his pace and speed, uh, getting to the basket. And his I I think his IQ, no pun intended, is growing as well. Like the way that he sees the game uh and making decisions in split seconds and transition is a little bit smarter to find guys opposed to going all the way and, and getting fouled or not getting fouled and falling to the floor and missing. Uh yeah, I, I'm loving the defense, loving the decision making. Just he's improved that three point shot.
0: Absolutely. I was I was looking at some I think Shreen was posting it. And we talk about the best two man, the two, men, the highest two man combinations. Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel Quickly have the highest two man combination on the team, so uh, that was good to see. Also, uh, IQ has the highest net rating on the team as well, and the highest off on stats on the team. IQ every year seems to find these ways in these categories, whether you're shooting well or not. I, uh, man, I think
1: and hmm. The best two, three, four, and five man rotations all include quickly. He's the only player that overlaps in every one of those sets as well.
0: It's crazy. Crazy. Ah, I really want to keep I'm a big IQ fan, man. I know we're gonna to have to get rid of some of these players. That, mm, that one might hurt to me, man. Cause you already know I'm IQ hive. Um but it, it
1: seems to make the most sense moving forward that it's both Randall and RJ that are moved in order for us to free up cap space and keep the rest of our young core. To me, that seems to make the most sense. We're them for aspiring contracts and a pick, or maybe a developing player or someone who needs to be rehabbed, and that's a deal that we make in order to really rebuild.
0: Yo, it's scary to think, but I'm kind of with you, Lee. Like, because we have everybody else, because ha- IQ has the ability to guard and shoot and set people up, um, even though the shooting skill Hasn't come along for a full season I still believe that I can hit for him just because of all Of his other shooting metrics From college to the free throw line Like I feel like all that Has to hit eventually And and the confidence on top of that And the work ethic I feel like all that has to hit eventually And like, like I said before We need three point shooters In that starting lineup So man it, either they have to develop a three-point sh- shot in that star lineup or we have to move for one. So, uh, scarily, you might have you might be right, Lee. You might be right, man.
1: Yeah, what Grimes, Reddish, and IQ all have in common is they all can shoot the three ball, and they all defend at a very high level. And they're situational. Like you mentioned early in the show, depending on who you're playing, you can mix and match those guys in a starting unit to give you you know the best possible chance on, on defense for whatever star you're facing that night. You can't really do that when you're overly committed to RJ Barrett at the three and Julius Randle at the four.
0: Right. My best case scenario though is for RJ to get together, start to hit the three, and start to dig the basket and do that stuff because he's still young too. Um and I gave the yeah. Kimball Walker um example before because the we don't see an all-star conversation have me start to look at who are guys who started to bloom later in their career. And Kimball Walker was the the closest case I can find to RJ. And when he put up 20 points a game, but at the same time, at putting up 20 points a game, he was seen as a high volume guy who was shooting, you know, under 30% from three, under 40% from the field. And he didn't snap out of it until year four. Uh, I'm praying that RJ Barrett kind of takes that same step as Kimball Walker does and finds some consistency. Because, as you know, Kemba Walker became a lethal three point shooter um, later in his career.
1: Yep. All right. Good analogy.
0: Huh? That's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I I said it when No More was watching because I think we lost that game and it was on a Friday. So I was like, I have some good stuff here. But for all three of you guys who watched the episode, you got some good (laughs) stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But shout out to shout out to KOT, shout out to the guys in the chat. This might be a good time to wrap it up because no everybody's shouted today. So shout out to B Willis, shout out to Fritz Alicindor, shout out to my guy Alexander, uh, one of the guys who helps helps me with the uh, the graphic stats on KOT. Picks with Timmy, Samir, everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Tomorrow, we are playing the big bad bucks. This is a real test. A real, real, real test. All right. Um but anyway, before you leave, though, hit the like button. And if you watched this show before, please hit the subscribe button. And also share, because there's a lot. You know, just share, help the channel grow, and help us get out there, all right? But um, Bucks tomorrow. Bucks is going to be a tough one. We got Big Bad Giannis. We got, uh, you know, Drew Holiday. We got the Shrush Center that we wish that we had on a team that we don't have on the team. Uh, the, these guys are one of the best defensive players. Uh, defensive teams in the league so it's going to be a tough one and Jalen Brunson in particular I know he lost sleep because he played horribly versus the Bucks. I think he was like three for uh oh, it's awful. Yeah. I think it was three for ten or something. So hopefully he looked at that film, studies it and figures out how to play better tomorrow versus the Bucks. And we'll be here talking about it. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a good place to wrap it up. That is our show. So Lee, let him know what, where to they find you, sir. Oh, this this is not that's not it. That's
1: I want to give a R.I.P. Go. to my main man Ferran Hunt, SMU yeah. stand. My man was Wave a day. You know, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna re- reach out on Twitter because he was one of my favorite players that never played but uh my girlfriend I, she's a smu graduate we used to watch every game for on Hunt's career while he was at smu loved watching him here in dallas i hope he gets picked up by somebody uh one of those ever nba teams that there does he i mean he's a three and d guy he can give you a solid 10 minutes off the bench plenty of teams that could use him but uh yeah i hope it's one nba team picks him up it was fun while he lasted He seemed to be good friends with jericho sims so i hope sims ain't too sad but uh yeah, I had five five stories drop today on, on Dead Spin, man. Right r- my mode. ass off. Yeah, I've been in beast mode and uh I'm not sure if the recap is up yet on posting and toasting, but it should be. I dropped one in the chat that I was proud of. So you guys enjoy. Uh I appreciate all the support you guys gave me on Twitter and my writing, especially J Ellis. Thank y'all.
0: I appreciate it, man. Yo, Lee is for a phenomenal writer. Definitely gotta check his stuff out. Uh um, appreciate y'all. Listen, man, hopefully look kot grows bigger and better and he'll add kot to his contributions all right
1: <laughs> i already am bro i'm here with you rocking on this podcast
0: exactly 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 nope. exactly <laughs> i mean writing contributions as well that's what i mean that's what i mean but um shout out to shout out to um to hunt hold on a second and Let's see. Let's see. All right. So you already know the drill, man. You know where to find us. Get those KOT snapbacks. I actually need to put it on sale for Christmas, uh, but get those KOT snapbacks um, at nicktimeshow.com. All you got to do is go to nicktimeshow.com and hit catalog. Also follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook at the Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time show on Facebook. And Instagram as well. Also, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and Spotify. If you enjoy this show, help you know help us out. Leave a review on Apple. Uh, give us five stars and tell them how much you love the KOT show. All right. All right. Cool. That was our show. Good show, Lee.
1: Good show, jealous.
0: And talk. We will be back. And you know what, guys? You already know the drill. As always, shout out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these nicks YouTube and Twitter streets. That's our show. We out of Here. Yo, New York, New York big city dreams.